there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Hey, what's going on, everybody? MC Andrew Love back on your screen one more time. Thanks for choosing another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. This episode, I speak with a brother by the name of Daquan Julius. Man, is he a dope artist. Check this interview out right now. What's going on, everybody? MC Andrew Love back on your screen one more time with another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. In this episode, I bring a brother coming out of the Carolinas. He is an R&B crooner. This brother can make love to you with words. And his name is Daquan Julius. So let me bring him in. Everybody, Daquan Julius. Hey, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing, Daquan? What's happening, man? What's happening? Thank you, much. Thank you for having me on. I really, really appreciate the love, man. That was a crazy introduction, though. Oh, man, Daquan. <laughs> Daquan, man, let me tell you something, bro. You are one of the dopest male artists I've heard since, like, Johnny Gill. Wow. Wow. Oh, I could keep going on. I'll keep going. I'll keep counting the names. Uh, Keith Sweat. Yes, sir. I'll keep going. Freddie Jackson. Freddie Jackson, Animal. Yes. Yes. Bobby Brown. That's my boy. I love Bobby. Oh, yeah. I love Bobby, man. Michael Jackson. What? I goat Jackson. Yeah, you in there, man. You in there with those brothers, man. Soapbox is the song that I heard. The video you showed me was you performing it at a wedding reception. And I have to admit, as a man, I was choked up by that performance. I, I was like thinking I'm at my own wedding reception when I heard that song. Yes. I was telling my wife. Dang, man, had I knew this song existed, which it probably didn't at the time when I got married, but if it did, I would have used it at my wedding reception. Honor. That would have been an honor, man. That's that. It's, it's an honor. It's an honor that people even allow me to use this for their, their big moments, man. It, it is. I, I just had to sing it uh, just a couple of days ago at a at someone's proposal. At a proposal? Yeah. Proposal. They, they booked me to come from D.C. to... Uh, to South Carolina because their their now fiance uh, is a fan of mine and uh, and they booked me to come down and sing soapbox for the pose. I could just imagine how honored his fiance was. Yes, she's uh she's very very excited. She was very excited, man. It's just it, it was a, it was a lot, but man, she was she was so excited. When did you realize you had a passion for music? I would say when I was younger, when I used to be with my dad, uh, dad used to play a lot of old school arm because that's what I grew up on. So like, I'm like a, 
Um, Temptations, you know, Ford Tops, Marvin Gaye. Definitely love Luther Vandross. To me, Luther, voice-wise, I think he's the GOAT. I don't think I don't think no one else has a natural voice like Luther. You know, Marvin, of course, he has a natural voice. But, um, you know, then it kind of got to, you know, like the ni- early 90s era with H-Town and those, those, those guys like that, my dad. And my dad used to play them all the time. And and that's just what I did. There was this group called the Floaters, man. They had this song called Float On. And that's still to my day one of my most favorite songs ever because music helped me. It helped me get to a point to where I was able to talk to girls when I was young. And I used to take those old school lyrics specifically from the floaters. And I used to I used to be in class asking these girls these questions, like talking to, and then I used to sing to them. And I used to be like, like they take my hand. Let me show you, baby, the love land. Like, I used to say this to the girls when I was, but they didn't know what I was talking about. But, you know, my dad had me on that level. And so music played a huge part in me growing up, man. But, you know, just getting to a point of taking it seriously where I just wanted to sing. And, like, you know, I think that didn't really happen until college. When you got into college, what happened from there? Well, when I got into college, um, I had just really, like, the year before that, of course, before I grad- when I graduated high school, um, that was like the first time I really tried to join like any type of musical organization within my school in Hemingway, growing up in Hemingway. But when I got to college, uh, this guy met, this guy came to my dorm room and he was saying that he was looking for some artists because he was trying to start a label. And uh, there was this rapper in there, a couple of rappers, me, I was like the only singer in there. And so he challenged us to work together and create a song. And then once I saw what we did the first time, like I said, we started off recording on uh, headsets, man, and laptops. And, you know, so that kind of helped us get to that point where we learned how to mix and do all that stuff like that. I, I started enjoying it. And it was like, not only did I start enjoying it, like I had just started songwriting and then people started liking what I was putting out. And I was like, well, I love this feeling. Not only does I love, do I love this feeling because people enjoy it, but I love this feeling because I actually have something I can listen back to that I did. From there on, it, there was a progression. There was a progression from me first starting out writing, me even singing at that point, to me learning different techniques of singing, you know, learning different ways to write, you know, put lyrics and words together, things like that. And, you know, but one thing about me, I've always been like a, like I said, an R&B guy since I've been a, a kid. I've always been a, a smooth talker now, you know, yeah. so. I could dig the vibes, man, because you're smooth talking right now, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I try my best, man. You know, I do my best, you know. Yeah, like I said, your introduction was fire. The introduction to me was crazy. But like you said, make love to you through through words. Yeah, man, that's that's what I, I strive to do. Like I said, I've been doing that, you know, for, for a while. You know, growing up a big boy, you had to find some way to get the girls. You got <laughs> no problem with that, man. You're like the, the R&B version of Notorious B.I.G. Man, yeah, I like that. I like to think of I like to think of that. Yeah. Think about it, man, because that brother was smooth with it. Yeah. He was he wasn't the most handsomest guy in the world, but he was right. smooth with it. And he, he knew smooth. how to talk. Right. He right. knew how to get his point across. Right. And that's you, man. You know how to get your point across. Yes, sir. You, but you are good looking. That's the difference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who is your greatest influence? I would definitely say, man, um, 
It has to be my mom um, from just the basic stand, standpoint to music because my mom was the one that pushed me to sing, of course. Um, of course, everyone's story who's a singer or maybe even hip-hop artist, they started in the church. And my mom forced me to sing on the choir since I was three years old. And man, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. But my mom always saw something in me and she always felt like I could sing. And I never wanted to let her down. You know, and still to this day, I'm like a grown man. But there's things that I do. I don't want to let my mom down. Like, for like, I don't curse in my music. Um, You know, I don't get too raunchy in my music. You know, I may talk about, you know, body part too, but it's not like a sexual, like nasty sexual thing, you know. And it's all because, like, my mom is, she's my, she's my influence, man. She, um, she, she basically put me in this position. She kind of Michael Jackson me in this thing. She forced me to start singing and doing all that stuff like that. And so, uh. I would definitely say she's uh, my biggest influence, man. And, uh, you know, like for the music side, of course, um, because I'm a singer. And to be honest with you, I don't know why any other singer would think differently, but everyone has their own opinion. But um, Luther Vandross vocally, um, one thing about Luther Vandross' voice, man, like you, you can't, like you have to be some type of skill to match that. If you're, if you're saying like to try to uh, copy what he did, right? His voice is just so rich and from a vocalist standpoint. When you hear like the amount of breath that he puts in his voice vocally, like the texture, the tone, it's close to impossible. And he and he did it live, you know, and that's the thing. And so, and just like when his music comes on, just for, even the instrumentation in his music, it, everything fit. It was just so perfect for who he was, you know, like, you know, he, he was singing to, you know, whatever, that, you know, that was his situation. That dude, he had it. He had it. And so, like, I always wanted to um, to be able to, you know, like, when I'm singing, you know, I always wanted to make sure I always give my all and be able to have, like, his type of skill, you know. But performance-wise, when it comes to my mindset, performance, even though I'm a big boy, I still dance around in my performances. My favorite artist of all time is, because of his performance of who he is, Uncle Charlie, man. Listen, Charlie I Wilson? Know. Yes, sir. Listen, I the love Charlie, Charlie Wilson. Wilson. Yes. Even this old Charlie Wilson, man, he still dances for two hours. My wife took me for us because she know how much I love Charlie Wilson. She, she surprised me and took me to a concert for my birthday that he had in D.C., man. When I tell you he changed the way I prepared for my shows, because even like Major, like Major was there, like all these big artists were there. They were sitting beside me. And later on in life, me and Major you know, we connected because I sung one of his songs at a wedding, but he probably don't remember that night I met him because I had already sung his song before. And I told him, I said, Hey, I sung your song in the wedding. He's like, which one? And I sung it for him. So then later, like, like met Matt last year, uh, me and him connected on Instagram because my video that I sung at my cousin's wedding went viral and he posted me on his page or whatever. But when I went to the Charlie Wilson show, man, like, um, because I'm a live performance type of R&B artist, I want you to feel everything I'm getting at my concerts, you know? And so just to see like how intact he had his band, because we all know he's a great musician too, but just to see how intact he had his band to the fact that he's this old and was still in shape to dance throughout the entire show, man. Like he still got those girls going around with him in a circle. Like he stuff he's been doing for so long, he's that old and he's still able to do it. And, like, there was this one moment that he had, man. And I'm, I'm going to start with this because I know I'm rambling, but I love Charlie Wilson. 
he threw a, a towel. It was a rag, a towel, a, a rag up in the air. And when you're a musician, you understand timing is very important. He had his band so on point, man. We all know how flimsy a rag is when it goes in the air. Like, you don't know where it's going to do, where it's going to go. He threw the rag up in the air that he was wiping himself out when he started walking off the stage. And as soon as the rag hit the floor, the band came in right on time. As soon as the band, the rag hit the floor, I was like, dude, there are so many pieces to his band. Everybody had to be on point. That takes time. That takes preparation. That takes just so much uh, discipline, man. That really, really made me say, bro, like, when I'm going to my shows, my band's going to be tight. You know, my vocal's going to be tight, but I need my band to understand when to come up under my voice, when they can play a little louder, when they can show off a little bit. The timing has to be on point. And it's like he really, really inspired me, man, so much more when it comes to my live performances. But vocally, I say, like I said, Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross is one of my favorite artists as well. And so is Charlie Wilson. So you you just name dropped two heavy hitters that I really respect in the industry. So I, I really dig the vibes. However, Daquan, when you're not in the studio and you're not making music or singing on the stage, what do you do? Well, I'm an IT specialist by day. You know, I have my own IT company as well, IT support company. But I also work for Amazon Web Service, where I do, um, you know, I'm an IT specialist for them as well. Um, so I'm still working on, I'm still doing things, you know, things with my education. Just got my Scrum Master certification. Congratulations. Um, appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you. So I'm still doing that. And these things, they allow me to afford to be able to um, to push my career forward. You know, and so, like I said, with my daughter, with my wife, there isn't much that we haven't had, had an opportunity to do yet. But um, I'm also play video games when I have time. Xbox. Um, Xbox. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, Wait, you can you can tap me in. Look me up, MC Andrew Love on Xbox. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. And if you play NBA 2K21, hey man, I'm ready. I have it. I got 2K. I got 2K21. Yep, I got that too. Yep. So yeah, we can definitely do that. I'll put yeah. this, I'll put it live on on Twitch. Yes, yes. I used to be real heavy on Twitch because I used to have an uh an endorsement with fade grips once the music started picking up and then i got signed i I, like i kind of i kind of you know i was so busy all the time but yeah man i I do get opportunities to do that now so like i say outside of music man i do like to travel with my wife and with my my kids and my nephew lives with me now we just we just have fun you know i like i love to teach my daughter because she's so musically gifted already man she's four about to be five, but like she has like this natural ear. And one thing, this is a little fun fact about me for your audience, is that I don't put out music unless my daughter like the, the the beat to it. Yeah, okay. it's been like that since um because when when she was really young, when she was like a little arm baby, she would cry when I turned because I play classical music. And um, I have this funny video. It's on social media where we were playing the classical music, and then she started crying when I turned it off. And then every time I turn it back on, she will stop crying. That was just something like she 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 loves classical music. And like I said, she's very, very young. And the maturity of her mind musically. When I do music, one thing I love about my daughter is, like I said, she's very young. She doesn't always sing my lyrics. She sings my uh, my harmonies. She's doing this at four years old. You know, usually, you know, the kids, they'll be singing like the big, you know, like the big words that they hear. But 
She sings my background harmonies through my music. <laughs> She's another one of my inspirations I should have mentioned earlier because I'm like, if I, would, if I was like that at four, I would have seven Grammys by now. <laughs> yeah, you know, so also teaching her the keyboard and stuff. She, she catches on so fast, man. She's going to be another Alicia Keys. Yeah, she's going to be dope. My, I, I, I really believe I'm bigging my daughter up. But like if, if that wasn't her skill, like I tried to get her involved with sports and stuff because my mom, my mom is a sports lady. My mom played basketball. So my mom, my mom up there in about 60, she still plays softball, man. Wow. Yeah, cool. so she's a sports head, man. She's so I was trying to get her to be like grandma. I bought her a little basketball goal and all that. But, you know, trying to figure out what she loves. But my daughter loves music, man. So when I'm in the studio, if you look at, you know, some of my stuff on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, my daughter's in there with me because I'm trying to teach her to grind. It's, you know, it's, it's all good when you hear daddy on the radio. The other boy that I was listening to the show and I knew it. She she just be so proud of me. She's four years old, man. She heard she heard soapbox come on on your show, and she lost it. She <laughs> lost it. That's the coolest thing, man. That's the coolest thing. But my daughter, she's she's so proud of me, yo. She she she's four, right? But she tells she already has favorite artists, and it's me and Chris Brown. Yeah, so Chris Brown. Chris Brown. That's what I said. Cause I love Chris Brown too. That's my boy. I, I love his music, you know. But uh, you know, I say I, I'm not gonna argue with her. You know, put me as long as she keep Daddy in there. Yeah, well, yeah, hey man, she's only intelligent. She's very smart. She knows good talent when she hears it. So I can I can dig the vibes because there's a song that you just released, brand new one actually. It's called In My Feelings. Everybody, you can find In My Feelings on all platforms including Spotify, where I'm going to get it from right now. So you mm. can go to Spotify yourself and press play on Daquan Julius. That's D-I-Q-U-A-N-J-U-L-I-U-S. And he'll pop right up. Tell us something about In My Feelings. Can you give us a backstory to it? Well, um, when I first came over to the, uh, the R&B side, the first thing I released was an... Uh, was an Afro beat, Afro Caribbean song called um, "Let Me Love You," and um, it's just me wanting to get back to having fun with my music, man. And uh, I really, really enjoy the Afro beat sound. I'm very deep into that culture, learning more about where I, where our ancestors came from, learning more about their music, learning different types of music, and I'm, I'm just a huge fan of it. My fans are also they also give me that grace to give them at least one a year. I decided, you know, it was time for me to do another one. And this one, I said, you know, I'm going to make it a little more raunchy, but not too much. Like I told you earlier, mama's still going to listen to it because mama, mama was a little disappointed when I stopped doing gospel. But like when she saw like I was really making like a lot of headway in, in on this side, you know, mama started supporting. So I made this song and I said, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit more about meeting a girl for the first time of course I had to put myself back in the day to be able to write from my feelings of something that I may have experienced back in the day you know just you know seeing this young lady for the first time and you and you know uh everything you see about her is very attractive to you what I'm saying in my feelings mean that you got me feeling some type of way like okay like I gotta have that I gotta be with you you know and this is you know I'm saying this to a woman of course you know I, I felt like those are the perfect lyrics for that beat 
it I just started writing, man. I did it didn't take me long to write that at all, really, to be honest. It's because it just came to me. The backstory behind that, like I said, is I wanted to, like I said, make a little more uh headway into the Afrobeat genre of music, which they don't really have a genre, they call it world music. I felt like that was the perfect one, man. And I think I believe that it's getting pretty good reception so far. Yep. And I'm gonna give the fans just a snippet of it. And as I said, folks. If you want to hear the whole thing, you got to go to Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Deezer, and all other platforms. Because wherever there's streaming going on, Daquan Julius is in the middle of it. So let's go in and check out In My Feelings, right in progress. Your body's such a force. It's moving back and forth. Can't keep this off my mind, girl. Ooh, yeah. Come on. It's like Quan Julius, yo. I'm thinking the vibes. Come on, yo. Y'all know what time it is. You don't even know how to dance if you dance this. If you know how to do a two-step, you can do it. <laughs> you want to hear the rest of this? Gotta go to Spotify yourself. Oh, man, Daquan Julius, that was beautiful, man. Thanks, wow. man. Appreciate it. Appreciate Ooh, that. That had me going. I had my heart pumping, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Appreciate oh, it. Man. Oh, I'm sweating yeah. over here, dude. I'm sweating over here. Man. <laughs> that was such a steamy song, man. Steamy song. I yeah. love it. I loved every minute of it. That's another lane that hasn't really been uh, tapped into, like a, a soul voice behind the Afrobeat track. Because, you know, the Afrobeat artists, you know, they, don't start, they started putting hip-hop behind their tracks. And, you know, you even have the, the rappers behind the country tracks and stuff like that. And I just think that's a lane that hasn't been really touched like that. You know, the soul R&B singers behind the Afrobeat tracks. That kind of stands out a little bit. I just feel like you found yourself a lane in a niche that you yeah. can go down and be successful with it because it's different. It's fresh because you're giving me a current production with a current R&B vocal. So mm-hmm. you put them together and now you got two current things mixed up simultaneously, different sound, different vibe. Now you got DJs in the country like, Yo, we got to spin this track. I <laughs> miss the old school radio when you actually had DJs sitting behind the ones and twos playing the songs. And whenever the DJ would play a song, the fans would take notice of it. Because if the DJ is saying, yo, you got to spin this track, you got to check out Daquan Julius, this brother is bad, and we're about to play his song in my feelings right now. When people hear that, man, they go off, man. They're like, oh, we got to go check it out. We got to go check it out. I miss the old school FM radio, man. Yeah. Tell us some of your experiences you've had since you've been in the industry. Of course, uh, let's start with some some positive stuff. I've had some 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 good experience being able to, you know, meet some people, sing with some people. One of my most notable experiences, singing background with Eric Benet, which is one of my favorite artists that I love to listen to uh, lyrically. I had an opportunity to sing the national anthem at the, uh, the Washington Wizards NBA game, which was also a great great opportunity man i've been able to meet major like i said earlier of course on the gospel side you know we're able to open up for some big artists like you know james fortune marvin sap those guys like that not too shabby if i say so myself right right yeah it's been it's been pretty good man i had an opportunity to uh 
travel LA, shoot music videos. Yeah, it's been it's been good, man. DR shoot music videos. It's been it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool, man. I, I really really enjoy it. Traveling, of course, going singing places that I've never been to in my life before. That's always another you know big thing. Another plus. Uh, met Ariana Grande at a dinner uh, when I was in LA. Um, yeah, so it was it was pretty cool, man. You know, some of the the negatives, of course. You know, you run into you know people in the industry that you know that's about the money and has some issues with some labels. Starting even in the gospel industry. You know, I had found out, you know, that when I first signed to the first label we were with, you know, they gave us an advance, me and a group that I had. And we were performing. We were traveling. They were like old school type traveling. Like we were on buses going like the Temptations and them back in the day. And I remember one time we were on our way to New Jersey and the bus broke down on the side of the road. Like the old school two days, man. And they had to call another bus to come get us. Like that type of traveling, even at this young age. But that label in particular, man, they, uh, the manager we had, he wasn't paying us, you know, and we were, um, you know, we were, we were doing things. Like I said, we were doing six flags, praise in the park. We were doing like boat rides. Like we were doing everything, man. When we found out that he wasn't paying us and thankfully we were able to get the contract voided, uh, within the first 30 days. Now this all happened in the first 30 days. Yeah, of us signing the contract. We were already working with the label already prior to signing the contract. But um, once we signed the contract, we were able to avoid it within the first 30 days. So the unfortunate part was once I gave songs to the label that I wrote for the group, they were like, nah, you can't get them back. And so they uh, they took two of the songs that me and my group were supposed to record. And they took this uh, this female group and they uh, recorded them. Oh, my goodness. You know, and I just said to myself, you know, um, I'm not going to worry about it because I can write songs. You know, it is what it is. Unless I'm teaching the song in the first place, right? You're not going to be able to deliver what I wrote on that paper the way it should be. I didn't cancel. I can write songs. So it, it is what it is. It was a loss. I took that. I took that risk. You, you know, chalked but, it up as lessons learned? Yes, definitely. Definitely. You, uh, because in this industry, man, you're going to you're going to learn lessons like you. You just are. It just is it's inevitable. Like you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to get anywhere in this industry without losing money, losing time. You just not it, like it's so much. So many hurdles you have to jump. And the people that have already jumped the hurdles, they're not trying to reach back. Like they're like, no, nah, well, I did this. You had to go through it, too. It's unfortunate. You know, you'd, you'd want to see somebody else succeed and help circumvent those hiccups, you know, and, and go out there and grab somebody. Each one, teach one. Right. I just I don't think it's hard for, let's say, a Mary J. Blige to turn around and go help out another female R&B artist to say, hey, I've been there where you've been. Let me help you out so you don't have to make those mistakes I did. I I just never understood why people can't help out other people when there's so much out here to eat that we can all eat together. Right. Especially if we work as a team. Right. Right. Do you have any advice for any of those people that want to do what you're doing, they want to sing, what would you tell them? Be consistent, man. You're going to have bumps and bruises. You can't let it discourage you. I mean, there's going to be times when you're going to go through. There's going to be times when you're going to be like, man, I just want to do this anymore. But remember who you are first. Remember why you started doing it. And don't ever, don't ever forget the love that, that caused you to do this. It's like having, you know, your best friend that you end up marrying, right? Don't ever forget the reason why y'all got to that point. That's the same thing I say with your music. If you are a music artist, you are a singer, a rapper, whatever you are, and that's what you love to do, 
it has to be a love first because if you're thinking about money, like especially right away, uh, like I said, unless you hear like a, a crazy TikTok vibe, like don't don't come into it with that type of attitude. Come into it with the attitude like, okay, I want longevity, so I'm gonna need to give people what I love, and that's the only way you can give them. Uh, like I was talking about Major earlier, Major said when you sing to the heart, you reach the heart. That's what he told me before I sung his song at the wedding. What I'm telling everyone. Just remember who you are and whatever's in your heart. And if that's what you release, that's what people receive, man. Those people will give you enough support to make sure your, your career stay as long as it, it has. Because like I said, I've been doing this for some some decades now or a decade and a half now. So, Do you have any burning desires? Oh, most definitely. One of my burning desires, man, has always been, and I don't want to make this just about money, but I've always wanted to be in a situation, man, to where my family don't have to worry about anything. You understand? Like, you know, specifically my kids, right? I'm big on generational wealth. And I try to express to a lot of people, specifically people that look like, you know, me and yourself, that we ain't we can't get generational wealth working in nine to five. Man. Let's just go ahead and be honest. Okay, like we're put together for retirement. You know, we spent all of our time living. We spent all of our time living working a nine to five just to retire at the end. And then you don't have many years to left to live after that. But imagine putting your child in a position where they don't have to to have that same struggle, right? Where they can live a good life, where they can be able to do whatever they want, be able to experience some of the things that, you know, their counterparts are experiencing. You know, and it's it's always been, you know, one of my burning desires to show my daughter, now I have another child on the way, and my nephew now that lives with me, um, to show them that there is a way for us to to get to a point to where we can stop marching in the street. You know, we're marching in the street for equality, for we're still doing this after all of these years. But what I want my daughter and my nephew and my other child to understand is that you got to make a way out here. And when you make a way, you make sure you make a way for other people. And I don't want you guys to have to go through this nine to five like me. I don't want you guys to have to deal with, you know, people that can just fire you at the drop of a dime. I don't want you guys to live like that. I want you guys to um, be able to live free, man. And that was always my burning desire to live free. So I'm on this point, like I said, I'm in my 30s. But my my burning desire is still me being free, but transferring a lot of that energy to my kids. I could dig the vibes, man. I really can. Especially about the being free part and the financial freedom. What people don't teach us in school, especially young black people, is... Instead of being the employee, how do you be the boss? Right. Instead of being working for someone, working paycheck to paycheck, why don't you just hire somebody to work for you? Right. right. So, like, you know how to do the job. So you make up all these hats and you make these positions and you look to find someone to fill those positions. Right. So, right. And, and, and how you make money is if anything that you could do that can benefit humankind, people. Right. That's how you make yeah. money. Exactly. Anything. Whatever skill you have on your job, I tell people this all the time. In my household, everyone has a company. It doesn't matter how old you are. My daughter, she has her own. We're we doing a little uh, makeup company because she's obsessed with makeup. She was obsessed with makeup since she was like two, and I don't like, but she, that's going to be a very expensive task for me in the future. So she's obsessed with makeup. And so 
we doing her a little like a makeup line. The, my ten year old nephew, he has his own clothing line already. He came up with an uh he came up with a logo that he drew. It's called Phoenix Finnegan. And we ran with it. We started shipping out hoodies, toboggans, t shirts. He runs it himself. Wow. You know, um, you know, of course my cool. wife is in um my wife, she's an uh, an author. Um, she has her own uh, daycare company. Um, you know, I have my own IT support company. So that's what I want to, not like I said, not just to my family, man. Just I'm a social justice warrior, man. You know, I'm I'm huge on that. I'm huge. I'm big on understanding that, you know, segregation just ended a little less than sixty years ago. You know, growing up in the South, it didn't end there. You know, whenever it was supposed to legally i'm big on on understanding that you can't take 60 years to turn over something that happened for 400 plus years and the way that you look at things is that you know we have to come up financially somehow or another but we are also at a point to where we can't keep blaming anybody because we do have access to be great on our own you know so that's why i'm with that and i just want to always preach that to to anybody specifically you know my my culture so we have to find a way to help each other man like you know i was able to hire an intern for my it support company a black young lady from towson you know that's just what i want to do it's my company and i just want to speak to america hey america it is imc andrew love this is let's chat and jam and this guest right here is daquan julius this brother here can sing bars forever yeah when i say forever i meant that he can sing a song and sing it good for two hours or more that's how good he is man this brother is a recording and performing artist which means that he goes from the studio to your stage and when you see him perform you basically hear the record is how he recorded it and so you say to yourself man daquan how do you do this stuff I'm going to tell you how he does it. Practice, practice, practice. This brother spends hours practicing his craft. That's one thing I know about Daquan. He's a hard worker, man. And he wants to give you everything you want from him. When he when he sees you on the stage, he's going to leave himself on that stage. I'm telling you something, folks. When Daquan gets off that stage, it's time for him to lay down and go to sleep. That's how <sighs> dedicated he is. That's how dedicated he is. And so I'm telling everybody out here right now, so go on and tap into Daquan Julius. Go over to Spotify. Go to Apple Music. Go to YouTube. Check out his videos on Instagram, IGTV. Check out Daquan Julius because when you do, you're going to say, dang, MC Andrew Love, you did it again. You told me to go check out a dope artist by the name of Daquan Julius. I did, and he's dope. Yes, he is, folks. And that's sure. exactly what they're going to say. Thank uh, you. Of course, man. You are one of the best artists, male vocalists I've heard in a long time. I'm telling you, bro, I see you doing big things. Man, you, you are really dope. And you don't need a record label, by the way. I think you are already your own record label. All right. you need is to distribute your music to everybody at the same time. Like, why, man, you are an amazing dude. And uh, I'm so glad I met you, man. And the thing I like about you mostly is that you are a positive man. You've been through a lot of stuff, but yet you stay positive and you stay consistent and you stay with it. Another thing I like about you is you raise your child. You're there for your kid. And 
You could have been a statistic. You could have sold your soul. You could have sold out and got the bag, but you didn't. You kept everything and you said, you know what? Forget all that. I'm going to put out my own music when I want to put out it. And I want to put the music I want to put out because I know my fan base. And you can say you're making music for your fans. And if only you have a thousand fans, those are a thousand fans you need because they can help support your life and help you pay your bills. Yep. You don't need no more than a thousand. Right. So I really respect you for what you've done for yourself and for sticking to your guns and doing all that. And everybody support Daquan Julius by checking him out and type in D-I-Q-U-A-N-J-U-L-I-U-S and he will pop right up. You can even Google him. He'll pop up. Hey, man, thank you for coming through the show. I really do appreciate your time. You're a really cool dude. And since you've been here for the first time on Let's Chat and Jam, you have now become part of the Let's Chat and Jam fan, which means that you don't have to wait for me to hit you up to come to the show. All you got to do is tap in and say, Drew, I need to talk. I'll look at my calendar and I say, deal. And I'll pencil you in. It's just how simple it is, man. Yes, sir. Yes. But thank you so much. That song means this time has done ran out, unfortunately. You know, all good things must come to an end. That's what it is, folks. Daquan, stay safe, please. Stay safe. And everybody else, stay safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Social distance. Peace out, folks. Hey, thanks for watching. And if you like what you saw, hit the subscribe button. And also tap that notification bell right there. So that way you won't miss an episode of a conversation with series right here on Let's Chat and Jam.